Joined today by a man who came third at Ultraman Australia, couldn't handle resting for too long and backed it up at uh, Ironman Cairns. We're here with Robbie Andrews. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, Timmy. Yourself? Yeah, good, mate. So how was Ultraman Australia? It was the first first one in the country. Really thoroughly enjoyed it, mate. I think for me, um, you know, you look for things to do as you get older. And uh, when I heard about Ultraman, it just sounded, and it was in my backyard, you know. I live on the Sunshine Coast and it was going to come to, to Noosa, Australia. So, yeah, I looked, looked it up as soon as I heard and put my hand up to have a crack. Nice. So what, what went into training for something? Well, let, we'll break it down a bit further. Just explain to everyone what an Ultraman is for the people that don't know. Okay, so the first day we had a 10-kilometre swim. And then straight out of the swim onto your bike and 145k bike ride. And then uh, day two, uh, onto the bike and you've got a 275k bike ride. And day three, you end up with a double marathon, 84, 85k running. It's crazy. Did, did um, so, so what went actually into preparing? What time frame did you give yourself to train for such a big event? So I finished Hawaii 2000 and, what are we in, 15, 2014 yeah. in October, had uh, two or three weeks off and then started thinking about uh, Ultraman. So it gave me a good six months um, of getting ready and I did, you know, we worked, just kept working and working and it was a little bit different training to Ironman where it was a lot just longer, slower, it felt like I was always in that relaxed, comfortable base zone for a lot of it. So I quite enjoyed the training. Um, I think uh, some of my biggest weeks, you know, I nearly got to 30 hours of training in a week. Yeah. Um, it was pretty massive. Yeah. It had the body cape with the um, with the volume and getting the recovery through, through the volume. Really good. I was surprised. I mean, I'm going to be 50 next year and I actually – was wrapped to the way my body held up. Um, I think as I got on, as I as I built and built, I got to the biggest weeks. You know, you're doing a 20k plus swim in a week. You'd ride, you know, 400 plus a week. Yeah. And run 100 plus a week. And um, I think what, the hardest thing was the re- recovering from the running. But as you keep backing up week after week, it was okay. And I think I nearly got to about 130 one week in running and I could feel that that was just a bit over the top. So I backed it back and kept it between that 100 to 120 K a week and it was okay. Right. So what, um, so what would you, I guess you'd be doing large, large swim volumes. Like you, you wouldn't yeah, be going so there for swam, a quick 2K swim, for instance. No, it didn't do much that way. I got into a, a good swimming routine. So every Monday um, morning we'd, do somewhere between six and nine k sets. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday night, very similar, and Friday uh, we try and get in the ocean and do that five or six k's. So um, yeah, that was sort of the three swims we do. Yeah. On the bike, we'd go out uh, Tuesday, um, and we'd do repeats of this hill we found here in Budrum, and we started off, you know, six, seven, eight, and we got to ten, and then. You started changing the gears up and down, you know, started doing harder, harder, harder gears. So we just sort of worked every week and until we were comfortable getting up and down these hills because the Ultraman, the actual elevation was a little bit daunting as well. You know, yes. there was nearly 1,700 metres on that first day and then there was, 
know, 26 or 700 metres climbing on the second day. So there was a little bit of climbing involved as well. So in the, in the pre-season warm-up, we, three of us who were training, Tony, Stephen and I, we went to uh, Three Peaks down mm. on uh, Falls Creek. Yeah. Um, and rode that um, on our time trial bikes. You know, it was pretty funny because we weren't sure if we were allowed to take our time trial bikes and the, we rang the organisers and he highly recommended that we um, <laughs> not take our time trial bikes, that no one had ever finished Three Peaks on a time trial bike. Yeah. <laughs> And that's like waving a red red rag. We went, oh, yeah, right, eh? So we'll take our time trial bikes then, will we? <laughs> <laughs> so, so how many people thought you were nuts doing that? Yeah, most people I talk to think I'm nuts, including <laughs> 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 my wife. Yeah. But, um, yeah, look, it's just an imbalance I've got. You know, I just love mucking around. I am uh, just love getting out doing stuff, you know. I don't like to be still for too long. So, um, what about the run side of it? What was your long run days look like? Yeah, okay, so, and how many a week did you do for those long run days? Yeah, so Wednesday, oh, so I ran a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> Monday was either a, a cruisy recovery run in the afternoon of an hourish, or not, or nothing. It was depending on how you feel. Yeah. Tuesday, um, Tuesday night was a, another hour and a quarter I'd run, and that was had a little bit of tempo in it. It was just out you'd go and just nice and cruisy, but a little bit more tempo. Wednesday mornings was a bigger run. We used to get up to two hours, and you know, that, around that 24Ks, and I'd do it as a build. I'd go and I'd run to meet some people, and it was about 20 minutes to get there. Yes. Um, and they were always doing about that hour and a half uh, 20K loop. And it was always a build, so it was really good to run with some runners, you know, and they push you. So the first 30 minutes was really cruisy, and then they'd up the ante a little bit for the next sort of 20, and then the last 10 to 15 was just nuts out. Yeah, yeah. And I really enjoyed that Wednesday morning set. That was really good. Uh, Thursday night was another little bit of speed work, not a lot, but around that hour. Nothing Friday, nothing Saturday, and Sunday was my big run. And we started off, you know, two hours, three hours, four hours. I got to four and a half hours, I think, in the morning and an hour at night. Yeah. And I think the biggest was, yeah, I think I ran 58Ks one morning in that four and a half hours. And that night, packed up another 12. So I did 70 for that day. And that was the most I ever ran in. But we just built and built and built as we went along to those longer runs. Yeah, yeah. And you you were able to um, recover in time for that afternoon run after such a... Brutal distance for the long. It was uh, always, in the morning. yeah. Lo- morning was long, long and slow, and it's weird because you, you know, you run for two hours and you're feeling crap, and all of a sudden you start feeling good. Yeah, you yeah. Know, at the two hour mark, you've still got two to go. You know, so <laughs> I think for the last six weeks, we really um, put a lot of effort into that run because I knew that's where I, for me, you know, I was going to try and make it up, and that's where I did make it up. You know, that last day I was half an hour off third, and. Uh, I had to try and make up that half an hour and was lucky enough to end up making an hour on him and snuck in the third spot. Yeah. So we've so you're basically on race race day or day one of the race. Um, what was the atmosphere like on, on an Ultraman? Because I've never, never been to one before or seen it. I've only seen um, the shorts of it on, on the internet. They absolutely look amazing. So yeah, was it a it good vibe? Really a nice. lot of nervous people, or lots of lots of nerves. You can really feel the tension. It was very relaxed, but for me, um, the people who organised it was so friendly and so family orientated. You know, it was a small crew, 
yeah. you knew everybody by their first names. You, even the organisers knew you. Every time you finished, they'd say, Robbie, well done. You know, you've got through this day. And it was really personal. I really, it's the really, really a, the side that I really loved of uh, Ultraman that was a family and it was, it was really cool. Yeah. So you get, so you've finished your, uh, the day one, your 10K swim onto the bike for 145 kilometres on day one. How was your, how were you feeling after day one was finished? Really good. I um, was in a good spot. I, I, I'm not a good swimmer, but I come out in fourth spot in the swim. I was just stoked and I jumped on the bike and, you know, I wanted to go hard on the, that first day. I wanted to try and make sure I was up the front pointy end um, and had a good ride. Um, so, yeah, got through that first day really good, in good shape. And the two guys, two younger fellas in front of me, I looked at them when they finished and I thought, geez, those guys looked like, like they went really hard. Um because I felt really good. And, yeah. Uh, they were pretty fit too, but they kept going. <laughs> <laughs> looks looks were very deceiving. <laughs> so, so, you get, so you basically jump off the bike, you've crossed the line on day one, you've got another two big days ahead of you. What, what's, the, what's the game plan from there? Is it just beeline it straight straight to bed and eat on the way to bed and, and rest? Or what, what was the process? Yep, so as soon as I finished, I um, had a recovery smoothie already waiting for me within minutes. Yeah. Um, my support crew, Janine, Sloshy and Milne, were fantastic. You know, they you really need these good support behind you to do an Ultraman. Yes. Um, very important, and they were fantastic, and they had stuff. You know, I had an ice bath. I went ice bath right there at the race finish, organised it, assorted, and I also went into the sea, had a walk around there with me smoothie while I was recovering. Um, and then back to the unit. We didn't. We stayed about two or three hundred metres away from the finish line, so it wasn't. You didn't have to pack anything up and drive anywhere. We just walked over to the room, you know, started the process of um, recovering, active recovery, walking around that night, had dinner, straight to bed, get ready for the next day. Yeah. So you slept all right. The slept well the um, first couple of days. Yeah, day two, I just thought. Um, good cyclist i'm gonna go and have a good crack today but didn't feel well at all um i couldn't get into a good rhythm um i actually had stomach cramps i was feeling terrible and i had to slow down i had a good hour and a half where the support crew stayed really close to me to try and get me through this really dark patch uh, i come out the other side of it and um got going again but yeah it was really weird how you can go in and out of really good feeling good and feeling bad and feeling good again sort of thing you know so yeah. i did struggle a bit day two but got through it okay i think i was about sixth or seventh over the line in day two which kept me in fourth fourth place overall so how long did it take you to ride 275 kilometers about 8 30 or 8 40 around eight and a half hours right so what was your fatigue levels like that night yeah okay so Every after every day, they the doctors wager. Yeah. How you're travelling? And I started at 75 kilos on day one. Finished day one, and I was 77 kilos. So I put on two kilos. Wow. And um, that was after day one. And day after day two, I was 81 kilos. Oh really? And uh, so the doctor, I said to the doctor, "What's going on?" He says, "For some reason, you're retaining all this fluid." And I said, "I've been taking a lot of salt tablets because I was scared of cramping." He said, "Well." It looks like that's hurt you a little bit. You're going to have to try and get your kidneys working and flush your system. So he told me to go and have some coffee. So it was tea time. We went over for dinner and I had some coffee 
and um, about we, we on the walk home, I was didn't feel well. I was shivering, and my whole body was sort of weird. You know, I didn't know what was going on, but I got in, to, jumped into bed, and warmed myself up. And all of a sudden, I started pissing, mm. and I pissed from about eight thirty till about one thirty in the morning, every ten to fifteen minutes. Oh. So I didn't sleep well. Once that sort of one thirty come, I got a good three or four hours sort of solid after that, or three hours, um, and I felt fairly refreshed. I just went, doesn't matter, you're an adventure racer, you're used to not no sleep, you'll be okay because I did feel better. I just was a little bit tired. Yeah. Um, so day three starts, and I think feel good. Let's just run, and I just ran, and all of a sudden out the front, me and the other mate Gagey, and we're just trotting along and. Get through the first marathon in, in really nice time. You know, we think we knocked it over in about three hours, 15. Nice. And um, feeling okay. Turned around because it was an outback course for the last day. And, uh, yeah, I suppose halfway through the last marathon, about the 60-odd cases, when I started really hurting. The fatigue, my legs, I've never had sore legs ever, I don't think. You know, every step was just, the quaddies were just like a 1,000 knives. Yeah. Um, but I got through it, and I was pumped to um, to run home to the finish. All the all my support ran with me up the beach. It was just a phenomenal feeling to be able to finish it. But in in that last ten kilometres, you guys were running at absolute crazy paces too, weren't you? They were. Yeah, the other two guys were in front of me. Or one, it was Steve and I were in the front, and then young Dave who ended up winning. He yeah. came past me with it about ten k's to go at four minute k pace. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, I didn't have that. I was trying to hold five minute K pace at that stage, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he was flying. Um, um, yeah. And I ended up being third on that day, and and uh, and pulling myself into third overall. Right. Because what you started, uh, you're in fourth on yes. the start of that day. You were how far back? Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes back on the uh, the third guy. So I was in fourth, thirty minutes behind him, and I ran a six hours fifty, and he ran a seven hours fifty. So. Did you did it did as you ran past him? Did, did you see his heart just break? Yeah, well, see, so it was an out and back course, and we all started together. Yeah, and um, when when I turned around the halfway, I'm going back, and I've got me watch, and I worked out that all of a sudden it was ten minutes before I see him. So I've gone shit. I've made twenty minutes up in, on the first marathon, and um, so I just thought if I just try and keep it together, I'll be okay. But the back half of that second marathon, I was struggling. I had to walk some of the hills and I'm thinking, geez, I'm not going to hold this. But he was struggling just as much as I was struggling. So we both, yeah, that last half was just, I suffered. We both suffered, but I suffered less maybe. <laughs> yeah. So I, I remember, because I was following uh, following along um, the whole time on the internet, um, and I saw that night that you, you and the, the female um Winner, Pip, because um, yep. you're both part of the same triathlon team, yep. um, 17 hours. 17 hours, yeah. Yeah. Um, you both couldn't sleep because of the pain. Is that Correct. It? So I, I've, seriously, I've never had pain in my legs that much. So the first two days was fine, but that run really broke down the muscles, you know, like my legs were so sore. I've, even after Ironman, I've never been that sore. Was that the the longest run you have done in a in a race? Uh, I've done the North Face one hundred, right? Um, but yeah, so it's it's up there with it. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so how long did it take for you to um, get moving again after that? Oh, a couple of weeks. So, within that, so after Ultraman, you know, you have a couple of days off, and then talk, Tony, Stephen, and I, we all got together having a coffee, and we said we should go and do cans while we got a bit of fitness. And uh, silly enough, we went and checked, and we could get, we got in. Um, so the first two weeks after, so we had five weeks between. So the first two weeks after Ultraman, I didn't move hardly because my legs were too sore. Yes. And the next three weeks was trying to recover still from Ultraman, but trying to train. It was the weirdest thing, you know. Here I am going to an, an Ironman, and I feel like I haven't trained for five weeks. <laughs> so you're in a, you're in that zone going, oh, you should be fresh. You should be able to smash this Ironman. But uh, yeah, I still a bit of fatigue in there for that Cairns Ironman. I don't. I don't suggest you try and do Ultraman and Ironman five weeks later. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It would be some pretty deep fatigue. But did you get many smart Alex come up to you and, uh, and just say, oh, you're going to smash it, this is going to be a piece of cake at Ironman cans? <laughs> Seriously, everyone I spoke to said this is going to be easy. This is like a sprint for you guys now. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many people to ask, said to that to us. Yeah, I, um, I can imagine. But, but it was I, I did say. I did see you at Cairns racing, and um, you looked you looked good. You looked strong. It's, it's, I felt okay, but I was just slow. I was just slowed myself right down, so I didn't have that top end speed. Every time you ask your body to go, come on, we got to go a bit harder. Didn't wanna. Yeah. So I just backed it off and enjoyed it. Stopped and chatted to people, and that's probably why I looked okay because <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I just cruised. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go right back to the beginning here. What ha- what got you into triathlons? Oh, shit. Football. I was about 32 back in Victoria when I lived in Victoria. Yeah. And um, I was trying to stay fit for Aussie rules. So in the off-season, um, we used to go down. I lived in the country, Victoria, and we used to drive down to uh, Vic, down to the Melbourne and do Frankston and St Kilda. They were all um, sprint distances back in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And uh, 500 swim, 20k ride, 5k run. So I did them for a couple of years, keeping fit for footy. And when footy finished, I went, "This triathlon's fun stuff." So I started doing, started doing that. Right. Um. And when was this? Sorry. Oh, it's sort of late 80s, early 90s. Right. So you you were in the budgie budgie smugglers then? Right? Yeah, back in that day, mate. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. <laughs> but um, so when did when did you jump into Ironman? Moved to Darwin, and um, it would have been ninety nine, I think, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. And up there was a really good community of um, triathletes, and yeah, it's just I, a nice little, nice little community there. I've been told that. Yeah, really good people, and we started doing um, uh, training, and the, and the long course there had five, uh, you know, so many spots to get into Foster. Yeah, and so back then you had to you had to qualify in a half to get to go to the Ironman, and I'll never forget we did the did the half Ironman, and I'm thinking I wonder if I'll get a spot, you know. We were down to the roll down, and they call your name out, and it was like unbelievable. I qualified to go to Foster, you know. So and that was back in '99, I think, it was my first go, and then I went and from then on. I sort of did. No, no. So um, so. So how many Ironman races have you done? Um, about 12. And, you, and you've mentioned you've been to Kona. Is it just the once you've been to Kona or you've been more? Uh, three times. So I did uh, 
two thousand was my first Ironman. Yeah. Yep, and uh, so my first Ironman I did ten and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, my second I did ten, and my third I did nine and a half, and um, that's when I first qualified when I did that nine and a half back at Foster. Yes. And that was in two thousand and three. So I went to Kona in two thousand and three, and then I did a couple more Ironmans, and then had some time off. I spent eight years doing adventure racing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so from 2005 to 2013, I was back into adventure racing, so no Ironman, and then just 2013, I came back and started Ironman again. Right. And so, I went to Kona, sort of 2013, 2014. Right. Um, and what's the stories of, um, yeah, because you've been on a few front covers of magazines too, haven't you? Oh, I don't know, a couple. A couple. <laughs> what's the stories behind those? Oh, just people like yourself just ring you up and want to chat to you and put you out there i suppose i'm an old an old war horse you know a diesel <laughs> engine who just loves doing stuff and happy to chat to anybody yeah yeah fantastic. um so what's next on the cards mate nothing picked out at all just yet i'd like to go and do the ultraman world championship yeah um but i won't do that this year um we're allowed we've got 18 months to use our ticket that we used that we raced at ultraman australia um, so I'm hoping I can do November next year Ultraman. Right. Um, but from now, I'm just having a rest, just enjoying a little bit of downtime. Nice. So, and, it's, and it's winter up here. Don't like training in the winter. Yeah, winter in Queensland, what, would you get down to um, 15 degrees? Yeah, it's cold when it does that. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, mate, it's been really good talking to you. It's um absolute fascinating story. I, I just had to – I've got – this little bug in my head that I'd love to do an Ultraman one day. And so I'm going to be doing an ultramarathon at the end of the year and I'll see if how the body copes with that. And yeah. But I'd love to, absolutely love to do it one day. But yeah, seriously, it's one of those bucket list ones you've got to have a go at. So, yeah, definitely keep keep it in there and try and do it one day because you won't, you won't regret it. Yeah, appreciate your time, mate, and um, hopefully have you on after you do the um, Ultraman World Championship. Cheers, buddy. Appreciate your time. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Tim. Now it's time for news and updates. Um, some of you may already know that in the past, well, over the year, over a year now, I've been working on a documentary called Chasing the Age Grouper. Uh, it hasn't gone quite according to plan, so I'm changing pretty close to the script everything about it and so it's going to become a net series it's going to be six part possibly seven part i'm still working on it all now it's we're going to, i'm in the early stages of setting up a website that's called agegrouper.tv um where i'll stream the shows on that um it'll come out weekly but i'll have more information about that in the coming weeks um, but I have had a, a few emails asking and, tw- and Twitter messages asking about about that. So I'll have more on that in the coming weeks. Um, second of all, I'm changing the content schedule, well, actually creating a content schedule, I should say, for Train Smooth. So every Monday, new podcast. Tuesday, a training blog. Wednesday, a video. Thursday, nothing. Friday, a training blog. And then Saturday... You can. I write a, a weekly report on the business side of Transmove at triflonhustle.com. Also, I do a weekly blog on my own personal blog about general crap that's going on in my little life at timegg.com. But 
I'm also creating themes per month. So July's going to be about swimming. So the blogs, um, all the blogs are going to be about different parts of swimming. So to um, check them out, keep jumping on the website, trainsmooth.com. Right, time for another new section of the show, which I hope to have on the towards the end of every show that I stole from the Empire podcast, the listener shout, indulging, ego-boosting, social-proofing feedback. <laughs> I just love the name so much I had to steal that. Um, the first one's from Missy on Twitter. Thank you, Tim, for all your help and advice. Definitely the kind of coaching and guidance I need to achieve my goals. Uh, Missy, Missy sent me a couple of questions. I answered them and she replied back. I, also, I answered her questions on last episode's um, on the podcast, so you can jump on that and listen to it. Completely forget what the question was, but it's definitely on there. Um, the other one is from Marissa Ro- Rosen. Um, your blog is awesome, and I am just about to listen to your first podcast right now. I can't wait to listen to the mill. Oh, geez, you're awesome. You're absolutely awesome. So I got that on email. Um, so if you guys have any feedback or anything, good or bad, it, I'll, I'll read. I'll even read the bad ones out and tell you what I'll learn from them if I have learned anything from them. So that's pretty well the show. If you guys jump on iTunes as well, subscribe. Thanks for that. And also, if you write a review, I'll um, blabber the reviews out on the um podcast as well so thank you very much for all your help and support everybody and until next episode till monday see you later